Hey, what's happening, motivators? Dr. Drill with the Making Motivation Podcast. I do have a uh, another topic of discussion that I think is worthy. I wrote this down yesterday, so I want to make sure that that I get it out there. I think it's really, really important. Important to me. So... My daughter came home yesterday from her cheer. She does cheer with a, uh, a private cheer club. And it's uh, her community cheer, Pop Warner program, did not run in 2020. Obviously, given the pandemic, they just couldn't put it together. And so... We're looking for an opportunity for her to continue to to train in her sport of choice. I sound a little disjointed here. It's because I'm trying to find I'm trying to find a friggin' I wrote this down. Okay, it's called Lily's Mojo. That's what we're going to call this podcast, Lily's Mojo. So, as stated, Pop Warner Cheer did not t- did not play. They did not have a season in 2020. So we had been kicking around the idea of her getting involved in a private club, a little bit more serious, a little bit more competitive. And so off she went to this place. It's about a 40-minute ride one way during typically rush hour. So my wife has taken this on. She knew that it was going to be something she'd have to take the lead with because I'm typically working at that time, at that hour. So she's been carrying her down the cheer, and then for an hour or two or sometimes three, she has to make herself busy. So she'll either knock out schoolwork, um, she's a teacher, or she'll walk. She'll get an hour walk in. So, it's a commitment is what I'm trying to convey. So, Lily's Mojo, she comes home yesterday with a fancy new cheer outfit. And, I mean, it was just beautiful. You could tell that this was not some, like, off-the-shelf leotard purchase. This is really shiny and shimmery and uh, well-fitting. And just, it it was a beautiful um, uniform, essentially, what it is. They have a competition this Sunday, and again, we're trying to figure out how, you know, they're definitely training, and the gym had to close for a short period of time a while back, because somebody had been exposed, and geez, I mean, that could happen again tomorrow, it seems like, right? Our society is so fragile with the way we have been dealing with the coronavirus, and I've, I've addressed that substantially. But we basically, we're, we're on the run. This thing has the advantage over us. If somebody is exposed, then the right thing to do is to shut down and quarantine all those who had been exposed. So we're trying to operate it during this time, all of us, doing our best. And so she goes and trains. She's got a competition this weekend. Uh, it was supposed to be in New Jersey, but obviously we can't cross state lines. 
without quarantining. So, what are we going to do? Well, she's going to train. They're going to train in PA. They're going to, I think, go in York, PA, and they're going to train. Fucking. Anyway, so she comes home in this brand new cheer outfit. She's just exuberant. She is flying high. She's a flyer. The one they throw up in the air, the little one. And she's been working day and night on her technique. She's doing one-handed or no-handed cartwheels and backhand springs. And she's really talented at this. She's a good cheerleader. And she's got this uniform on. She's standing in front of the Christmas tree. She's making the Christmas tree look dull. And she's got a huge smile on her face. And she had her hair braided, uh, hair done a couple weeks earlier. So pulled her braids out. And she's got like a crimped look. And she just looked like a big girl, man. She looked, she's 12 just uh, last month. And so she's just growing up on us. And she looked great. She looked so happy. And the pandemic is is kind of dulled her flame a little bit. It suppressed her. And Lily has always been a character, just like I guess just like me. She's she's very expressive and pretty sassy. She's always been. And when this happened and before, she's kind of had a little bit of comparative dark days so we're fortunate that she's been able to train and do her cheer and tumbling during this crazy time so there she is standing in front of the the, uh, Christmas tree sequins freaking catching every prism of light and doing these poses and uh, just so so Lily the Lily that I like to see and Lily at her best. She reminded me of uh, when I was a little boy and maybe a little bit younger than her, I took my first karate classes. And they issued me a uniform and a belt. And I came home with the uniform on. And everybody was like, look at Aaron in his karate uniform. Oh, nice gi. And little Aaron, little Runsky, Arunsky, my mother used to call me. And I would run around the house and throwing kicks and punches. And, and my sister, she started running away from me. And I started actually attacking her and doing different moves and imitating Bruce Lee and all kinds of stuff. And then she got mad at me and my parents calmed it all down again. But my point is, I was just animated with this uniform. There's something about a uniform. It's like a superhero outfit right like when Batman puts on the mask and cape and do special things and so I've talked about avatars in the past and these this, this cheer outfit or my gi uh, from Kempo Karate so many years ago it it made you feel like that uniform made you feel like you could do anything and you could accomplish anything and that is wonderful a truly wonderful feeling. So I'm watching her, and I turned to my wife, and and I said, I haven't seen her like that forever. I just, she goes, yep, she's finally got it back. So that's Lily. She got her mojo, and I hope that 
um, everything goes well with this competition that they're planning and she's able to perform I know she'll do a great job and and win lose or draw I am excited I mean I none of us have really been able to watch them practice parents are forbidden to come into the into the gym you know we're trying to limit the, this to just the athletes and all that everybody's trying to be safe so we we haven't seen it all come together maybe some videos so I'm sure there'll be some videos uh, during this uh, York Pennsylvania gig this Sunday and I'm looking forward to seeing some of the footage um, so saying you see so energized and found her mojo again she got a big smile ear to ear her task now is to find a way to feel that way as often as possible across a lifetime to feel that way yourself harness the motivation to be able to generate it like spontaneously and show others how to do the same you know this is this podcast it's titled making motivation now I'm, I'm all over the place with my interests and um, enthusiasms but that is something that I know quite a, quite a bit about is human psychology and making people feel motivated, excited, uh, capable of um, performing a task. My service in the Marine Corps included up to about two years ago, maybe now. I mean, we're talking 1993 and before, probably 1990, when I first started getting involved in the warrior spirit, the way of the warrior, Bushido, and the notion that I could train for something physically and mentally and hone my skills and sharpen myself like a blade. And then deliver. I mean, that was the whole Marine Corps mission. You know, it, they really did find the <clears throat> that essence of the warrior spirit. They they read up a lot on it and put it to work and and built a legacy and a reputation that speaks for itself. The United States Marine Corps. They brainwash you. They teach you you can do anything. They train you so that physically you pretty much can do anything. They organize you and teach you how to organize yourself and how to keep on going and never to stop until the mission is accomplished and how to, how to live, how to operate. It's like, a, it's like a method for life. I mean, seriously, anybody who's been a Marine, you carry that with you for the rest of your days. You shine it on every other thing that you do. So I, anytime I'm having a rough day or um, feeling like I'm down on myself or whatever, I should reflect upon my Marine Corps days and some of those high points and low points and just the experience. And if you can do that, you can do anything. I hope that anybody, everybody on this earth should feel like that at some point. And I, I assume they have. Now, the few they say the few, the proud, the Marines for a reason. Not everybody's going to have what it takes or even want to do that. But for your personal betterment, to maximize your potential as a human being, you should be willing to push yourself and to you know far enough safely to see where you can 
you know, to, to have risen to some challenges in life. And so when I see my kids doing that in school, in football, uh, in their relationships with other people, just really demonstrating that they're good people and that they're hard workers and that they, they're kind. To see your kids. I mean, what's better than seeing your kids happy and fulfilled in what they're doing? And so, really, uh, it has been my mission ever since I I arrived and before I arrived at Paris Island, South Carolina, to start training to become a United States Marine. And across that four-year period, when I was serving actively in the in the infantry, the USMC infantry. Um, ever since I have been like, okay, this is precedent, and I know what it feels like to be, to glisten, you know, like, in a certain way, to have a nice uniform on, to, to look good, uh, to have it fit, to, to be, um, streamlined in your actions, in your mental capacity, faculties, um, to know your place as in part of a team and a society to feel like you can do shit like you can win you can succeed and my daughter to, to watch her shining like that and it just it's fitting it literally it's fitting that beautiful outfit she's probably got it hanging up on a hanger and trying it on multiple times a day and making sure that it it fits perfectly during her maneuvers and I guarantee you she does her maneuvers, her tumbling and, and, and dance and cheer stuff so much better when she's got that uniform on because it's like a shroud of capability. God, if, if we can just all wake up in the morning and put on our game faces and put on our costumes, what's better than that to be able to to wake up, roll out of the rack, boot hit, boots hit the ground, and you're ready to fight. You're ready to fight, metaphorically, you know. You're ready to live. And I look at her, and I'm a 45-year-old man, sitting on the couch, tired, and I'm thinking, God, I mean, that's that's what it's all about, isn't it? That's what it's all about, is to is to feel that way. And once you've done you've done that enough times, you can do it at will. You can produce that effect at will. Maybe you're a runner, or maybe you're an artist, or maybe you are a writer. Maybe you are um, fucking musician, dreamer business person, whatever you want to be, once you've done that, once you've tasted success in that realm, whatever that means, success, however you measure that, you can do it again. And when you've done it enough times, success becomes predictable. Winning becomes predictable. And that's a good feeling. I mean, it's such an, a society where things are, we feel like they're so tangible. They're so, like... We can, we can hold it. Like we, uh, on the one hand, we have this sense that the world is such a physical place. Society, America, uh, the United States, that, that these are real 
solid, discrete entities, things really are not that tangible. Things can slip away and fall apart real quick. That law of entropy that you might have heard about or read about, things tend to unravel. Things tend to lose energy over time. And so with the law of entropy in mind, and I'm probably misrepresenting or misquoting the law, um, basically that's what it means. It means that things, organization, things that are organized tend to lose organization over time. And it takes effort then for us to maintain our physical and mental forms. It takes, you know, the house doesn't clean itself. You got to continually shush things and dust and freaking Swiffer sweep and freaking vacuum and all that shit. There are a million different analogies, but we have to constantly spruce ourselves up and constantly train in order not to lose our edge or our knife will get dull. And so I find it very interesting and to, delighted to observe my daughter shining, shimmering, um, standing with her head so high when there are periods across the last couple of years, um, and especially during the pandemic, where she was kind of not there, you know. And the reality, though, is that you never, you know, you, there's, the world's always going to conspire to shit on your plans. And nothing is going to be easy. If it was easy, we really wouldn't want to do it, right? You want to train hard. You want to, uh, you're talking about cheering. Well, you got to do your tumbling. You got to do a uh, backhand spraying. You got to do it repeatedly again and again and again and land it every time. And if you don't, if you, if, you, if you quit just because you fucked it up once or twice, then you're never going to get any better. And so constantly training, constantly building a better mousetrap, trying to become um, better. And I can only hope that any of our listeners will ponder that and uh, reflect upon what what makes you uh, what things you're good at or what are your ambitions what do you want to be um, better at what do you want to improve at what makes you feel alive what makes you feel good about the world and about your capabilities your your ability to contribute to the world in a positive way or your personal betterment? What does your outfit look like? What could it look like? Yeah. What does your leotard look like? Alright, I gotta go eat lunch, fuckheads. Everybody have a good day. I'll talk to you later. Huh!